Hey there, beautiful people. Here we are again, Lot Lot Pod. Little this, little that. I figured I'd let you say it this time. I oh, appreciate it. <laughs> you just stole it from me last time around. Well, you know, I have to switch things up a bit. You're a stoler. Yeah. Go Welcome. Yeah. Yes. So here to, we are. Yeah, little of this, little of that podcast. This week's episode is jumping on and off the workout train. Whoop, whoop. Crash. <laughs> so we're going to give you... Our top 10 reasons people jump on and off the workout train and um, Michael being an expert in personal fitness, he's got a degree in kinesiology and PE and health and runs his own fitness facility, Phoenix A plus coaching. So he's had a lot of experience. How many experience? How many years? About seven years now at this stage. Seven so years experience. Doesn't mean I have it all perfected. I just have a good, good grasp on right. it all. Um, still a lot of these things are not a lot of them, but there's a, there's a few things in here that I struggle with myself. So yeah, we're just going to share our experience right. and knowledge and as always, hopefully we'll be able to help some people out. Yeah, exactly. As always, we're always willing, wanting to help people and we like to talk about stuff and we have some stuff. ideas and we'll some things stuff. and we have our warm cup of cha here and we're in good old Becky the RV. For a nice uh, kid-free zone. Mm. For how long? That's the question. Before someone <laughs> yeah. comes screaming. But just to remind you, I'm Colleen Keen. I am Michael. Keen. Of the same last name. Yes. <laughs> and we're married. And um, yeah, we are just here to help you guys out in whatever way we can. So let's get started. All right. So yeah, we're talking about the, the, the workout train. And I think a lot of people tend to have this issue. And I think a lot of us beat ourselves up because we have this issue. And a lot of it is uh, not necessarily our fault. Um, one of the big reasons that people jump on and off the, the workout train as, a, as an overall, as a, a, I guess the umbrella of the reasons that we're going to list out here in a little bit is due to our beliefs and attitudes. And these are... These are things that we we accrue over years. We start from when we're a baby all the way up to adulthood and, and we develop these beliefs and attitudes that manifest themselves or they express themselves as behaviors and habits that we take into later life. And a lot of it is, is psychological. Um, so um, when we bring these beliefs and attitudes and behaviors and habits all together um, we tend to best way to say it, it's we, we find ways to protect ourselves so that the main goal of the brain or the mind is to seek pleasure and avoid pain it's that simple we're always looking to avoid pain take the path of least resistance and when we're when we're in that mindset we try to avoid doing things that are going to be difficult and the workout train is one of those things that's difficult it's hard to maintain it's hard to, to stick with it in the long term um, and those things that we just talked about the beliefs the attitudes the the behavior the habits that becomes our personality and that personality then is um, we we don't want to let that personality go we don't want to let that part of our ourselves die essentially so we use these different defense mechanisms in order to to hold on to our personality and make sure it stays intact um so the with that said the first thing we're going to talk about or the first reason um is fear yes fear so before we start though i just to add on to that one of the things i told michael when we were doing this was you know um people might not like that whole like you know, we want to keep who our personality is and the way, the reason we keep, you know, jumping on and off the bandwagon or the, you know, jump off the workout train is because we have our personality and these defense mechanisms that make us, you know, say no. And I was like, but I don't know. Like, you know, I mean, people want to, you know, people want to work out. People want to do this. And then, you know, these 10 reasons will give you an idea of why, but um, it's okay to change things about yourself that keep your personality. And part of that um, is, you know, very hard, but at the same time, 
you're not having to change who you are. You just have to change a bit of your mindset. Of, of what you do yes. more so. So your, your personality is not who you are. In my, in, in the way I look at it, your personality is not who you are. It's just what you do. Mm -hmm. It's the things that you do that make up your personality. It's not who you are. Exactly. Deep inside yes. your inner self is not your personality. So right. allowing parts of your personality to die to bring on other parts of your personality is not that big it shouldn't be that big of an issue but no it, it is it's difficult it's i just took easy. it differently than what the way he was trying to say and i was like if i'm thinking this way there's got to be other people that are kind of thinking that way too like but you know change is the only constant and we always want to better ourselves and um, a lot of these you'll see with a common theme of um, changing our mindset yeah so and if we if we don't make these little changes then life will perpetuate if we don't pay attention to it and realize, okay, there are these little personality traits that I may have or these mindsets that I have and actions that I take on a regular basis, I do them over and over and over again. And if you don't pay attention to that, what you've been doing will perpetuate and you'll just keep doing the same thing over and over again, meaning you'll get the same results. Right. So it's that old definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing and expect different results. You're, you're insane. Insane. So... Right. Okay, so sorry. Anyways, we were going to talk about fear. Yes. Number one, fear. So fear. There's lots of different acronyms for fear. Um, Ooh, tell us one. Tell us one. A few of them are... <laughs> you could use them in good ways and bad ways. Yeah. One, fuck everything and rumble. <laughs> that could be one. Um, Remember, this is, but, you know, rated patty talk. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, for everything a reason. Um, That's a good one. Forget everything and remember. Um, there's, there's loads of them. Yeah. Those are good. I've, I've never heard any of those. That's yeah. Cool. All right. But fear is, so again, like we just talked about, it's, it's more based on we're afraid to let go of, of certain things. And it, and it puts us in, puts us in, in action when we think about, oh, I'm going to be so sore. I'm going to be super sore if I go work out because it's been six months or it's been six weeks. People get afraid of that. They think, oh, I don't want to be sore again. I don't want to be sore. And it's the only way we can conquer any fear. And I think we all know this, mm -hmm. is to face it. You have to face your fear in order to conquer it. Um, so leaning into that fear, leaning into that discomfort. Um, the only way we can progress is, is through discomfort. Um, progress lives outside of the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So we have to conquer our fears, plain and simple. If you don't lean into the fear, you'll never overcome it. If you don't face it, you'll never, you'll never beat it. Yes. So that's, that's the main one. I noticed with, free, with fear, people freeze. There's a fight or flight yeah. you know, mechanism, um, and we want to fight. We want to you know, head on and, and do what we need to do to, to stay on that train and ride it into the station. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hoot hoot. Yes, hoot hoot. <laughs> Um, you, you want to talk about a little bit, like on, on the fear side of things, what you're afraid of, like what's your biggest fear just based on yeah. your past personality so, traits. I noticed, and I didn't really realize how it were, how it pertained to fear necessarily because, um, I just have, as we talked about in the previous uh, podcast, I have dealt with an eating disorder, um, pretty much my whole life. And, um, a fear of mine is, and I've seen it happen before, is when I start working out, I get obsessed. And I start uh, thinking and doing things that are not always healthy. And um, a big fear of mine is always to, you know, run back into that. And my goal is to try and figure out how to, because um, usually when I realize these, these things that are happening as I'm starting to work out, I get fearful and I stop. I freeze. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I don't want to, that's, that's a bad path. That's not a good path. I'm not going to take that path. And so instead of working it out, I just kind of say, nope, stopping, we need to reset. And I feel like um, fear is definitely a top one for me. Um, I have that obsessive behavior, and I start looking at things that I shouldn't look at or doing things that I shouldn't do. And um, and that's why the top ten are really good, because they really will help me out as well. Yeah. Um, it's uh, all about that changing the mindset, for sure. Yeah, it just uh, helps with the balance of the whole situation Yeah. versus... Just doing it one way and one way only, and that's what you're gonna do for the rest of your life. And you're psycho exactly. about it. Exactly. Yes. You can. It can be a situation where you, you're. 
obsessed six days a week. Mm -hmm. And one day you can give yourself a day off or it can be, I'm going to go hard till I reach my goal and then I'll, I'll take it back a, a notch just yeah. a little bit, but I'm not going to fall all the way off the train. It's finding that healthy balance yeah. for um, a healthy lifestyle. So yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Number two. So the second one is time. I ain't got no time for that. And nobody got time for that. <laughs> so time is is a huge one, I feel, for a lot of people because we're in such a fast-paced life nowadays that, especially if you have kids, it's just, we got to get them to soccer and we got to get them to gymnastics tennis and volleyball and, and gymnastics and, and swimming. And yeah. mm -hmm. There's just there's so, and, so, much, yeah. so much to do and so much running around to do. And if we look at it in a broader sense, which perspective I think is everything in life, but you look at it, so there's 168 hours in a week. 40 of those, say 40, typically 40 of those go to work. About 10 hours hours of it go to travel, whether it's to and from work. Then add on another, say, if you're getting, say, another 50 to 60 hours of sleep. And then um, you have your different, you're eating and running around with the kids and all these different things we have there are all these things that consume our time but there are also there's still after it all said and done you're talking a good 40 hours a week that are left to you now what i've seen and people just don't tend to prioritize their time they think well i'm not running around i'm not at work i'm not eating i'm sitting down and watching tv or i'm on netflix or i'm on my phone on facebook um, and people will spend a half an hour a day on Facebook. And you think to yourself, well, you're saying you don't have any time. But yeah. is is Facebook that important to you? Like, what's more important? Facebook or your exercise routine? As one of our children, we, we it didn't last too long. Um, but, so, yeah, it's about prioritizing. If, if you can't schedule time in to your day it doesn't have to be an hour or an hour and a half you can do a half an hour of a session or 20 minutes 10 minutes you can find time to squeeze into your day to make make some magic happen it's it's really not that difficult it's just it's a matter of prioritizing so if you can set a routine or a ritual on how your day is going to go that's how it was going to go the way you plan it but you plan it and stay flexible in your approach so I get up normally the kids have to be up and ready to go out the door by 7 30. okay all well and good you have time before that so are you willing to get up an extra half an hour earlier and and do 30 minutes of yoga in the morning or are you willing to drive to the gym or go for a run whatever it might be but you have the time and excuse the french but if you say you don't have the time you're full of shit um, we all have the time. It's just a matter of how you want to prioritize it. I, I agree completely. I think scheduling in a time that fits for you uh, in your schedule and be like, oh, look, you know, if you, I love calendars. I'm a big scheduler. My whole reason I bought the phone that I have is because of the calendar. So like, true. I have a lot of stuff that I need to write out. $600 calendar. <laughs> I have to make sure that I plan it. Like everything has to be out because I run the kids around. I got to work and all this kind of stuff. So um, when I look at the, the schedule and see what times I have available, that makes sense to me. That's like, oh, yeah, I do have, you know, 30 minutes here or an hour here or 45 minutes here, you know, that I could get enough time to get a workout in and I can take a shower some other time where I do have time to take a shower too and all those because with running around like crazy you don't want to just be a complete hot mess all the time mm -hmm. like not just because of what people think i'm not worried about that it was more just how i feel i don't yep. want to be sweaty and smelly and gross the whole day so um making sure that that's in there that's huge and it's something that i am definitely gonna um start doing more frequently because i think that's a big part of mine is not really making the schedule like i need mm -hmm. to schedule it. i keep saying i'm gonna work out on tuesdays and thursdays I'm going to do it Tuesday and Thursday. I'll just, I'll just do this. And I say it out loud, but I'm not putting it in my schedule. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is going to be huge. That's going to be prioritizing it and making sure it's in there and saying, yep. I'm going to do this for sure. And that leads right into the next one, which is commitment. Number three. So commitment. Um, there's, a, there's a big difference between 
motivation or the desire and commitment motivation or desire that that will wane that will that will fade and it'll it will ebb and flow but commitment needs to remain constant commitment is something that um you will it's i can't remember how it goes now but it's something along the lines of um commitment is doing what you said you were going to do long after the mood you set it in has passed that sounds good and <laughs> that that feeling that emotion that you had attached to that initial commitment of i'm going to go train i'm going to lose this 15 pounds <clears throat> that initial feeling is that that's the underlying motivation mm -hmm. that's where you you need to f to find out how to keep that commitment to yourself and we'll touch on there's some other things that flow into commitment but commitment for me is finding enough reasons why you want to reach that goal why what it is that you want to accomplish find enough reasons to either on the positive side um why you want to so i want to feel better about myself i want to be able to fit into those jeans i want to look good in my way live longer i want to li yeah whether it's a long-term thing keep up with um, my kids yeah a lot of times it's it is a, a short-term um a short-term goal but in the long run like do you want to lose 30 pounds in three months and then gain it all back because you didn't learn the, the habits the correct way probably not i would hope not right but it's it's a it should be a long-term commitment exercise and, and fitness in general and living a healthy lifestyle takes five years of consistent this consistent way of living in order for it to become a habit in order for it to become mastered there's a book called mastery and it says it takes ten thousand hours to master a skill and this is a skill having that that level of commitment and desire in order to do it on a daily basis eating healthy getting going to the gym even if you're not going to the gym whether it's running yoga whether it's just making sure that you stretch on a daily basis whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish it takes 10 10,000 hours to do it that sounds a little overwhelming mm -hmm. but we all can only do it one day at a time so can you commit to tomorrow i'm gonna what I, whatever i'm doing tomorrow can you commit to it and just do it tomorrow you don't have to worry about three months down the line if you lose that 15 pounds I'm going to make sure I have, I'll do what I have to tomorrow in order to get to where I want to be later on. So yeah, that, yeah, write those down. Write down those reasons, those specific reasons, those goals. You know, put them on your mirror. Yeah. Um, you know, put them in your car and post-its. Make a reminder, flash up on your phone that says, you know, like, what your reasons are. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's a, a brilliant idea. Sure. Yep. Number four. Discipline. <laughs> or discipline as some might say um so yeah discipline that's that's one of the most difficult ones i would say uh people can get the ball rolling and they can see some results but then a wedding comes up or they go away on vacation or that's a huge one vacation for um, people halloween yeah it's just it's life the holiday pops up life gets crazy and then you stop and you, mm -hmm. social situations are a killer for people just because their friends are heading out um it goes one of two ways i'm just not going to go out which kind of kills your social life your so your social yeah, mm -hmm. social life or they go and have the good intentions of well, I'm not going to drink right. or I'm going to make sure I get something decent off the menu. or No cake for me. But then you see it on the menu and you're like, oh, yes, chicken wings and cake. Mm -hmm. Love it. Let's go. <laughs> that's like. <laughs> Put the cake on top of the chicken wings. That's like wings. the two of us molded into one. Yeah. <laughs> chicken wings for heaven's cake for me. Yeah. Can I get icing on those wings? <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> but the, it's, it's having that discipline to be able to, whether it's plan ahead and check the menu online and say, okay, this is what I'm ordering. And you have that, you already now have that intention in motion. Or you, most of the time, if you just say it to yourself, then you're probably going to fall off the wagon. If you say it to somebody else, or if you re look at the menu and know already what you're going to have, that way you don't even have to see the menu when you get there and you just say, I know I'm having the blah de blah Because that's that huge. Healthy... Seeing the menu will really jack you up. Oh, big time. Yeah. Because you're going to see something that tickles exactly. your fancy and your mind is going <sighs> to seek that. It's going to seek the pleasure yeah. versus the 
the pain of discipline. Mm-hmm. It's I I always love that quote: "Suffer the pain of discipline, or suffer the pain of regret." Mm. And the the regret <gasps> a is one. a horrible horrible thing. You, like, you have the guilt and the shame that goes with after yes. when you've said you're gonna do something, then you don't do it. There is shame and guilt that comes yeah, with that. Unfortunately, that's a good one. We need to write that down. But yeah, take a note. Pain, write that one down. Suffer right the pain now. of yeah, discipline, or suffer the pain of regret. Um, so the discipline, a lot of the times, comes down to our habits and our habits. There's a, like a loop. Yeah, there's right, a, a loop. there's a psych- psychological aspect to it that we have a, a habit loop where you have a cue, so something that triggers a certain thought. Then we have the actual action, and then we have the reward. So the cue could be, and the one that I that I'd given before was um, on Fridays after I get done training at the gym. That was the end of the week. Was a cue for me. It was a like, all right. It's time to chill out and relax. I'm gonna go get a beer. So I'd go to the gas station on the way home, and I'd pick up twelve beers or whatever it was. That's my action, and then going home and drinking a beer was my reward. So we have to change one of those three things in order to break the loop. So do we change the cue? A lot of the times the cue can't be changed or it's very difficult to change. So what can we do? Can we change the action or the reward? So how can you break up how can you break up the loop? What actions can you change in order to break that habit that you've that, that paradigm that you've developed over the years? And this is like, as I'm really, really excited to try this. It's and it it, it works because yes. it, it's a it's just a psychological thing. We have these habits that are stored in our brain and are basically ganglia. It's called, and if we allow the loop to continue, that it's basically just your your hind brain. That's you're not even thinking about it. Your hind brain is doing all the work for you. So another way we can break that loop is just using simple psychological techniques to where you can shift that initial thought so we can't really do much about our first thought but our second one we do and our and our first action we do have control over it's like a so, yeah, domino effect right yeah mm-hmm. so after that first thought ooh, i want to go get beer you can break that loop of the the next thought and the next thought and the next thought which will then eventually lead to the action just by something as simple as counting backwards especially if you do an odd number so you can go nine seven five three one and now you've broken that thought loop and you can start a whole new train of thinking yeah so that's just a little simple technique you can use in order to change your thinking funny because it's just it's mindfulness yeah really is because i teach the kids the same thing the whole like counting your finger as you go up and down up and down up and down and it really just brings everything back because you're stopping that whole process Mm -hmm. big time so anything like i just i'm really excited to try that one yep big time it's good stuff yeah Number, what are we on? Five? Number five. Number, no, number six. E. What? One, two, three, four. Number blue? Five. five. <laughs> number five. Effort. We're really good at this. <laughs> Effort. I'm sure. Um, Effort is. I, I, was, I had a thought there. I just saw him. This I, happens all I, the time. I saw this in the background. And I was thinking, I'm sure Michael Dugan, if he's watching this, is You just need to count back for five, stick. Michael. Yeah. Squirrel. <laughs> So effort, effort is, is something that we tend to, it's again, it's, it's a thing our mind does. Our mind will do anything it can to avoid the pain and keep us in that pleasure. It will keep us in comfort if it can in any way, shape or form. And it happens even when I'm training my clients, there's, I I always use this range of one to 10 when they're doing a specific exercise or any exercise for that matter. How difficult was it on a scale of 1 to 10? Was it a 1? 1 being it was way too easy or 10 being, oh my lord, I'm going to die. If you're not at around an 8, then you're not pushing yourself enough. Now, if you're at a 10, then the weight's falling on your face and then we all lose. But, <laughs> and that's when I claim you are trespassing. And the, Oh, the, man. Yeah. And then you jack up my life. Well, <laughs> yeah. We, we just say we never saw you before and you were trespassing and, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> We have proof. I like this whole, um, this, you may not feel like a hundred percent. So you have a lot of people that might call in and say, I'm not feeling well, or I'm just not on my, on my game. A lot of crap happened today. So I'm not feeling like a hundred percent and that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you feel at Absolutely. 
just making sure you come, like, give your 100% of that 60%. Yeah. Which I really connect with. I love it. I'm yeah. like, you know, you don't have to be 100% all the time because who is? No. Like, no one is. You're going to have moments. And then, but making sure that you're giving 100% of what you have makes more sense to me. Because, yeah. again, if, say you do, you, you, you set that day. You said, okay, Wednesday's my day. That's, uh, I train every Wednesday. And you don't feel great. So now you've you've tried to start this habit of working out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, say it is. And those are the days that you've set. Now you decide that you're not going to go on the Wednesday. Now you've broken that habit loop that we just talked about in discipline. So if you if now you've been indisciplined, now you've broken your habit loop and you're almost starting fresh again. So you've lost the consistency just because you were saying, well, you might only, you're only at 60%. If you can come in and just give 100% of that 60%, now you can still maintain the habit. It may not have been pretty. The mm -hmm. session that you just gave may not have been pretty, pretty, but it got done. And that's okay. That's perfectly okay. We right. can't be amazing all the time. Right. Absolutely. Um, it's the same thing when you go to your job. You may not be wanting to give that, you know, speech to the rest of the workplace, whatever. You're like, I'm just not feeling like this speech is going to go that well. Or you feel like you're not feeling that well for the speech. But you're not going to go in there and be like, I'm just not going to do it today. No, you go in there and you give 100% of what you got. And as it relates to that effort as well, it's people, and some people say it as a joke, but others I know are, they're using it almost sarcastically where they'll say, oh, well, it's good enough. Like, but is it good enough? Like it, with that mentality, are you going to progress or are you going to just do just enough to get by? And when you do just enough to get by, you're not committed. You're not going to, yeah. you, all the other things fall yes. by the wayside. Right. You, yeah. you start to lose motivation and you start to lose desire because right. you're not getting the results that you were looking for. And so if you're not giving a hundred percent effort in whatever it is that you can give in that moment, whether it's that rep, that set, that whole session, if you want to break it all the way down, I'm giving 100% on this rep. And there are times where it's the same for me, where I, I start a session and I'm just not feeling it. But I, I'm just going to, I'll tell myself, all right, I'm just going to do one more set. And at the end of that set, I'll just say, well, I'll just do one more set. I'll just do one more set. And I just, it's, you can play, play mind tricks, play right. mind tricks on yourself versus your mind. I'll just go and run. Yeah, I'll just go and walk for like 15 minutes. And the next thing you know, you, you can tell yourself, you know what, I've walked this long. Why don't I just... Come to a, a jog, a light, a light jog, mm, jogging, jogging. jogging. Mm -hmm. I think the J silent is silent, J. Yeah. Yeah, soft. soft J, soft J. <laughs> it's a new thing people are doing. But that's, right. that's yeah. our spell on effort. Number six. This one we tied in together, uh, motivation and desire. Because the two are uh, very like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, motivation. A lot of people think motivation comes from the outside. Um, we'll watch... YouTube videos and we'll watch things like we're doing now and people will think that's the motivation I needed. Unfortunately, that's not what it is. We we may give words that may inspire you to take some action, but the motivation is only going to come from within you because it's it's drawing out a certain feeling within you. Um, it's, it's making you feel a certain way that then makes you take the action. So we may be, there may be some things that you hear that are inspiring but it's only coming from in you to take action so even me as a personal trainer i can't motivate you to do things if you want to say no you just say no it's that simple but if you are intrinsically saying to yourself look i have these goals this is my this is what i'm trying to accomplish i have I the desire I'm, I'm, yeah <laughs> i have the desire and i'm committed to reaching this goal well then that's where the motivation is coming from People can give you words of inspiration and give you a little kick in the ass every now and then. But essentially, in the long run, the motivation can only come from you. So it's a matter of you finding where is that desire coming from? The what feelings, is, yes, what is that yeah. underlying motivation? Is it? And a lot of times I'll use with clients is visualization. Close your eyes and think of where, like, say you want to lose 30 pounds. Okay, close your eyes and think of yourself 
in your clothes 30 pounds lighter. Um, the, the, the confidence you will feel because you've accomplished that goal. And not necessarily because you've accomplished the goal, but the person you've become along the way. So visualizing the goal um, can help instill those feelings. And whenever you need the motivation, you can do it again. You can use those visualizations to help you get there. So you take that goal, which was your com your commitment, like was part of our commitment. Yeah. So you take that goal and then you can then set a date. Yeah. So it's like a whole chain of reactions that you can do to help for that that motivation and desire to keep long term instead of jumping on and off. Yeah. So you're setting that goal and then setting a deadline. Setting the deadline, yeah. the date, and how long would like what kind of date would be or do you want short term, long term, like what? Um I would I would set short term, some medium term goals and some long term goals. So a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um because everybody wants that. We want to hit those short-term goals in order to maintain the motivation. Because yeah. we, when we don't see the results that we're necessarily looking for, then we start to lose the effort and then the discipline and then the commitment goes and there is that domino effect. Mm -hmm. So certain short-term goals, ones that are attainable, um, Just help. are, are yeah. going to be very helpful. But the goals need to be also measurable. So it's the, the old SMART goals. Right. They need to be specific. You need to, how much you want to lose or how, what, what do you want to bench or what do you want to squat? How fast do you want to run? How flexible do you want to be? Make sure it's specific. Make sure that you can actually measure it. Um, and then obviously make sure it's attainable and realistic. Um, but then, yeah, make sure it's timely as well. And then it so goes you into, have have a deadline. you have your goal, you have a deadline slash date, then you have sacrifice. So, yeah, you have to be willing to obviously sacrifice some things mm -hmm. and, and even if that is chocolate when, and that's the thing that's that's what kills me about the word sacrifice people have this mm -hmm. negative connotation absolutely of, of sacrifice because they think it's you have to give up this thing that you absolutely love and <laughs> the rest of your life is going to be miserable without it and that's because we've attached ourselves we've attached our personality to this specific thing i've called myself a chocoholic that's my that's who i am yeah <laughs> point in case <laughs> but sacrifice for me is just giving up something of a lower nature to for something of a higher nature and if we can sometimes sacrifice the present for the future as it relates to our goals we will be better off yeah and you'll you'll the more you do that the better your discipline gets so if you can sacrifice having the the pizza today so you can essentially reach your goal mm -hmm. two months from now is that worth it mm -hmm. and those are the things that we kind of have to keep in mind yeah. it's like right. did am i going to sacrifice what i want the most for what i want now which is good to have then an itinerary yeah so having an itinerary is just like when you're traveling if you mm -hmm. don't have an itinerary of what you want to do and where you want to go then you're just kind of rambling sometimes that's fun well i like the whole pizza analogy like it may be no pizza today but then you know, two months from now, I will be, you know, hip, hip, hooray, I just made my goal. Yeah. So having that itinerary kind of sets that that in place for you. And it's, and it's again, specific. You, with your itinerary, you're able to set days of what you're going to do, where you're going to do it, and how you're going to do it. So having a program to follow versus, I'm going to work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'll be good to go. Okay, so where are you going to go? Mm -hmm. What time are you going to go at? What are you actually going to do? So it's it's having those specific specifics that is uh, that's going to be essential. Having that itinerary of exactly how it's going to be accomplished, and then maybe even you, putting some meal planning in there too. Yeah, yeah. Because you you don't get to Brazil without setting up flights and Absolutely, visas yes. and all these different things. You you have to. Yeah. I don't know why I picked Brazil. But <laughs> it just sounds like a fun place to go. And then the next but part then, of that whole thing is to share. Your goal, your your date, your deadlines, your sacrifice, your itinerary, share it and read it to yourself. Yeah. So sharing it to somebody who's going to like hold you accountable. Or even just sharing on social media because now yeah. it's out there. So now you may randomly have somebody say, hey. How's yeah. a, and you might even inspire somebody else to do mm -hmm. the same thing. But you might have somebody that will message you and how's say, that hey, going? how's it going for yeah. you? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it can be one of those that can 
if you are falling off the wagon, then it could get you back on. Right. The train. Just by the train. The train. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm from Ireland. We do wagons. That's a wagon train. <laughs> but that, the, the motivation will just, I guess that will mm -hmm. just lead us into the accountability. Find them mm -hmm. somebody. You have to have some accountability. Um, you have to have that somebody that. Which is number eight, by the way. Number yeah, eight. We're, we're skipping one just because of Oh, number seven. <laughs> Yeah, numbers and stuff. <laughs> Number seven, accountability. <laughs> Thanks. Go on. Go on. Do you talk about accountability? Go on. Um, so like we said, you have those goals and you have that deadline. You have that sacrifice, those sacrifices, those itinerary, and you want to share it. And normally you share it for that accountability reason. So you need somebody to kind of help you along that way, check in with you and um, ask you how things are going. And then maybe it can even be, you know, reciprocal. So it could be, you know, like if they're, they have a goal in mind of her themselves, then you're able to help them out with that too. And it helps you, I think, stay a little bit stronger on yours as well, because yeah, you have that feedback back and forth. But it's no not just... No man is an island. Yes. And that's not just to say like, hey, let's do this. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Let's mm -hmm. do it. It's like... No, we need to set days if it's going to be weekly. It's going to be daily, weekly, monthly kind of thing. So yeah. depending on where you are probably in your goal or in your um, itinerary, that would probably be the best way to determine. Like I'd say for me, starting out, I would need somebody daily to help me out. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, he's no use. No. Somebody help me. Somebody, please. She doesn't listen. That's the problem. <laughs> she won't listen to me. Hell no. But then again, who would? <laughs> right, Sean? So yeah, accountability, um, that's that. Find someone that you can rely on um, that can help you out. Check in with them. Figure out when you're going to check in with them. And um, hopefully it can be a, a two-way street in that one. Mm -hmm. And now we'll go to number eight. Now we'll go to number, number eight, eight, which is knowledge. <laughs> so knowledge is a, obviously a big part. Um, everybody's an expert in this field whether they're actually in the field or not. Mm -hmm. People, everybody knows because they read it in a magazine somewhere while they were getting their hair done or waiting for the dentist. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows because they read it. They saw an article, they watched something on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. So if, if I'm going to do it or if they're doing it and they got results, then I'm going to get results as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's the case. Most of the time it's not. Um, there's a lot of misinformation out there and there's a lot of people trying to sell stuff and to be able to decipher all that mess is really difficult it's not easy yeah. to do not so, at all no. um there's a lot especially when they put celebrities behind it too oh yeah you know? and you, you see these guys yeah. on men's health and you see these athletes yeah. the crossfit athletes and things like that those people are freaks of nature they are the one percent <laughs> One percent, the ones that have twelve pack abs and biceps for days, those are freaks of nature. Yeah, um, it, they're like it's the same as a as a football professional football player, or professional soccer, any professional in any sport. Um, they are the one percent of all the people that do what we're trying to do in the fitness world. Only one percent get to that point where where they have the perfect abs and they have just this perfect physique um so knowing and having that having realistic expectations is is key having that knowledge that okay what it actually takes to get to this point is very different to where i'm trying to go um so on the on the knowledge end making sure that you you do you find a person that you trust and you just stick with that and not just what your neighbor said because they put butter in their coffee and lost 28 pounds. <laughs> like, ugh, come on, come on. I would like that one. <laughs> just, uh, there's so many fads out there and there's so many different mm -hmm. products. And, oh, I saw somebody selling this mm -hmm. such and such and they lost the weight of their yeah. leg in a day. <laughs> like, uh, just, so what? And for me, it, well, to be honest, there's no quick fixes. No, it's gonna take work. And it's yeah. not supposed to be a quick fix because if you're What'd not learning before? the correct yeah. habits, if you're not learning the way to do it properly and for the long term, you're just gonna gain back the weight that you've lost, or you've gonna you're gonna lose the gains that you've made. Um, yeah, tenfold. Well, it's just it's like just, what we said earlier. It's you know, it's there's no easy route. 
No. It's going to be difficult. It's going to yeah. be hard. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Like, And we'd all be fit and no, healthy as an ox. We'd all be, yeah. <laughs> That's an American term. It it's is. a real thing. Yeah, healthy, healthy as an ox. It's an old term. Healthy as a horse, strong as an ox. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, damn it, I thought I had it right. Yeah, close though. <laughs> Um, That's me. I typically mess those up. <laughs> he kind of sang. Gotta get this lady a book of proverbs. I can't count. I can't talk. Whatever. Okay. So, Another one of those knowledge ones is injury, because I know that um, people are thinking things like, uh, "Well, I don't want to. I mean, I've been injured before, and I don't want to be injured again. So working out is kind of, you know, not um, going to be working out. For, like it's not going to be good for, go me. for me. Yeah." Either. And uh, that's not true. There, Michael has many clients who have injuries or um, different ailments that he works with and are able to move around. Even if somebody pulled a muscle in their arm, he's like, well, that's fine. We'll just do the lower half. If they did something in their in their leg, it's okay. We'll do the upper half. You know, like, and there are ways to go around it. Also, if you're being injured quite frequently, then maybe you need to think about strengthening those muscles by doing something different. A lot of people don't understand that if you play a sport, um, that's not just your workout. You need to actually be training because that will also help with, with injury. Yeah, reducing the risk of injury. So. And again, knowledge. It's yeah. You need to read up on it. There's um, different things you should do for different But make different sure that you're getting your information from trusted sites, like not going to iworkout.com or something silly like yeah. that. Make sure it's from an actual organization that studies this thing. Yeah. That that actually um, has research-based articles and not just some dude's opinion, um, which, like, I do that. I, I'll write articles and some of it is research-based and some of it is my opinion. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this is, it's the same. It's it's research-based and it's, and it's opinion. Um, Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's wrong. These are just our experiences. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, but using using those experiences and and using them for yourself is going to be the best way to gain that knowledge. And then number nine. Nutrition. Nutrition. Oh man, <laughs> it's the worst, isn't this it? This is the kicker. <laughs> this is the kicker. Uh, nutrition. What do you say? You can't work out a bad diet. You can't outwork a bad diet. I did it again. It's close. I'm always so close. It's close. <laughs> But that, that I give up. <laughs> even the likes of um, what was his name? Big bodybuilder. Ah, I can't remember his name. But he, this Arnold Schwarzenegger. When you look at him, he's just—he was absolutely ripped, like two hundred and sixty pounds, abs that stuck out like, like he had smuggling apples underneath his skin. <laughs> it was ridiculous looking. <gasps> and you look at him, he's like, he must eat really well. But apparently he was eating McDonald's like six times a day and ended up having a heart attack at 45, 46 years old. That's messed up. Um, so you could look great, but on the inside you're dying. Yeah. So essentially, they say about 80% of your results are going to come from your kitchen. 20% is your workout. And I would have to tend to agree with that. Um, nutrition is... The most challenging again on the knowledge front because people everybody's going to tell you that there's a certain way of eating is the way to do it and for me the best way is your way it's not anybody else's way because everybody is very very different and we cannot we cannot just everybody can't do the same diet and get the same results because our bodies react to things in different ways and the way that i found out what works for me is by trial and error still i started off with an elimination diet um so I eliminated certain things out of my diet and then would journal how that made me feel so that I had more energy, was I sleeping better, how was my performance in the gym, um, was I irritable, did I get angry more often, so on and so forth. Just paying attention, being aware of uh, what, I was, what, what my day was like without a certain type of food. And then I'd add it back in a week later and, um, and then again I would journal. To figure out, okay, this thing, I'm, I felt better now. Since I put it back into my diet, I feel better. Now, not that it makes me feel better in my head, but in my body, physically, it makes me feel better. So, elimination diet is a great way to do things. So, you can just take it out of your diet altogether. So, whether it's grains or dairy or sugar, take it out of your diet, journal it, see how it feels, see how it makes you feel physically, 
mentally, emotionally, and then edit back in and do the same thing. That's really interesting. Like, it's probably really, really interesting to see how certain foods make you feel um, physically, you know, and maybe even mentally as well, oh, you know, yeah. sluggish yeah. or bloated or, you know, a lot more water retention. Like, it's just, uh, it's really interesting. And it's a matter yeah. of tinkering with it. Even skin. How, I mean, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Skin everything, yep. for sure. That's pretty cool. So the, the reasons for doing the... The elimination diet would be or the elimination way of eating or the elimination challenge, whatever you want to call it, would be threefold. One would be obviously to see what your body likes and doesn't like. Two would be it's going to actually help balance your hormones. So when you take out artificial foods, um, your hormones are going to become more balanced. So you will notice a shift in one way or another, whether it's positive or negative. Or perceived positive or negative and then the, the third reason would be it's completely lost <laughs> oh yeah third reason would be um it forces you to think outside the box so if you can't yeah. have grains for a week what else can you so use? now you yeah. can't eat pizza you can't eat pasta you can't eat rice you can't eat bread you can't you can't eat oh oatmeal my God. all these different things now you now you have to think outside the box now you have to figure yeah. out all right well what can i eat so now you're it's kind of forcing you to maybe research and like, okay, if I can't have spaghetti, what can I have? Alternative, go. Zucchini. Um, spaghetti. Like you can make a... Spaghetti squash. Yeah, spaghetti squash. Yeah. You can do the zucchini. You can um, shred it so that it's like spaghetti noodles. You you boil them up like that. So you, you yeah. Pinterest folk, you, you find that stuff all the time. And yes. I made zucchini spaghetti once. Mm -hmm. The kids hated it, but it was delicious. <laughs> I never like anything I make anyways. Put sugar-filled <laughs> sauce on it to go with it. Yeah. But that's, it's just a force you to think outside the box. And mm -hmm. that's, that just takes us all the way back to the very beginning where we're saying we have these beliefs and attitudes and behaviors and habits that we just think, well, this is what we do. This is me. This is, this is who I am. And it doesn't have to be. You can choose to say, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to try something a little different. And if you're willing to do that, then if you're willing to, yeah. to, to make that change or just to even try it and see what happens, then you might be happy yes. with it. You never yeah. know. And of course, Give planning. Yeah, planning is Planning huge. your meals, which is very hard for me, for sure. Like that's um, planning. It's, it's something I need to work on. I always tell them all the time, like I need help planning even dinners. I hate cooking. I hate cooking in general. So, I mean, it's something that I would definitely need to work on big time. And some people typically single people um are able to prep at the beginning of the week so they'll they'll just cook all the food at once put it in the fridge or the freezer and then it's just it's there it's ready yeah. to go with three kids that's not really mm -hmm. viable for us because all the food will be gone by tuesday and then that's we'd start for the rest of the week food to be cooking <laughs> yeah <laughs> way too much i'm not big on making different meals for different people too <laughs> but if you have an idea of what it is that you're going to eat for the week, then you're not going to be as tempted to just say, you know what, let's just get some Chinese or let's just order pizza or let's get ice cream for dinner. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that sounds great. Doesn't it? <laughs> but I'm it, sold. If you can plan, have an idea of what you're going to do, you're going to be less likely to to go the opposite way and say, screw it. Mm -hmm. So you, you have that opportunity to be more disciplined versus just doing, flying off the, right. the seat of your pants. And then that brings us to our final um, number 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. It our, is our final instant, number 10. Into final number 10. Instant gratification. So. I am huge on instant gratification. Yeah. And I need to see it right away. This is a, this is a toughie because it's, it kind of lines up with the discipline a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it all comes down to sacrifice. Yeah. Are you willing to. Yeah, you're hungry. You want to eat right now. Like it, I, I've done this before, and I know clients have done it as well. They're preparing a healthy meal. And while they're preparing because mm. they're hungry now, they will eat shit food <laughs> while they're getting ready to eat the healthy food. So they'll have chips and they'll eat some chocolate or something mm -hmm. before they eat their meal. And I've done that before as well. And it's... It's that you want that instant gratification. I have to have it now. I have to have it now. I have to have it yeah. now. Um, but you plan if you planned your 
so if your you meals, have, you have the snacks on hand that are healthy, then yeah. it'd be a lot better. Could so, nibble yeah. on some nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy. <laughs> but if you can delay that gratification, and that's that's a a trait of any successful person, no matter what realm it's in, whether it's relationships or business or fitness, whatever it might be. If you can delay your gratification, it's the and you can foresee the results versus I want this now. You're going to get to where you want to be. Not about the journey. It's about the, the other way. No, it's damn. Oh, Jesus Christ. This one, <laughs> this one, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Wow. Oh my God. I'm going to have to write that I had like over five tonight. Yeah, I said one. that right last time though. Yeah. In last podcast I did. <laughs> Jeez. Nightmare. Not about the destination. It's about the journey. Yeah. So <laughs> don't be so worried about the 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 bearing of the fruit. Think about planting the seed first. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, sorry. Right? I'm just trying to get over it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm done. I'm not doing these anymore. So that's <laughs> that's our ten that's our ten reasons why people can't stay on the workout train. And hopefully we gave you some tips. On how to kind of strap yourself in so you don't just fall off mm-hmm. and take the train all the way to the station. And it's not easy. It's not. It happens all the it's time. It's not supposed to be easy. If it was easy, then everybody would be fit as a fiddle. Yep. And then but, and healthy as a horse and yeah, strong as an ox. Look, she's got it now. <laughs> Nailed it. Michael has issues with it, too. I mean, we all do. It's, yeah. you know, it's hard. Um, but, you know, just making sure you have that accountability and those, you know. I think that really will help a lot. Yep. Everything we just said. So, yes, thank you again. As always, joining us uh, for a little of this, a little of that podcast. Don't be afraid to make some changes. That's yes. all we're saying. Just don't be afraid. Don't yeah. Be af- just You can disidentify with some little bits and pieces right. of your personality. Don't let your ego in get in the way. progress. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let your ego be the thing that stops you. Right. So. Um, Sorry, I had to get that in. No, it's good. And you can always email us at lotlotpod at gmail.com. You can message us on Facebook on our personal accounts or Instagram on our personal accounts. Um, You can always find us on Facebook live every Sunday at 7 p.m. And next week's topic, we are going to have a guest. Whoop, whoop. Guest time. We are going to be talking to Katie Matrisoto. It's very difficult to say her name, I have to say. Everything's difficult for you to say today. (laughs) It's boring today. Let's be honest. And we're going to be talking about... We're talking about um, mental illness, and um, she's going to help us talk about it because she is an RN in the patient psych uh, ward, particularly in substance abuse. So um, she's going to have quite a bit of information for us. It's going to be really interesting. It's a big topic that a lot of people talk about these days um, because it's you know it's, it's not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. And so and a lot of opinions. And for somebody who works uh, with it. You know, a lot every you know as an RN for sure. It's going to be very interesting. So we're looking forward to that, and that's next week. And um, thank you again, as always, for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. Peace and love, folks. Yes. Hashtag lot lot pod and closing tagline. Oh. I don't know. Why can't I remember it it now? This is why I can't be in charge of these things. (laughs) It it? was not about perfection. It's not about perfection, it's about progress? It's about progress. Boom. Nailed it. Something like that. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Join us next week. It's a lot of fun. You know, we, have, we know exactly what we're doing. Uh-huh. <laughs>